Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. As we continue to transition out of football season, we usually had Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots, on at this time slot. But Pat's season is done. UVM men's basketball season in full force. And there is nobody, I mean nobody better, to talk about Catamount Hoops with than the godfather of Catamount Hoops. It's UVM men's basketball legend. Tom Brennan. They got the court named after him. Coach Brennan's going to be with us every Tuesday at this time to the rest of the season, and maybe more, I hope. TB, how are you? I am wonderful, my boy, and let me be not the first to say, but uh, congratulations. This is wonderful, man. I, I'm really uh, proud of you. You know, I've followed you, and I'm, I'm happy for you, and uh, all those good things. And uh, I've often said this to you, kid. You're, you're good at this. You're really good at this, and uh, you just need to keep working at it, and you've done that, so uh, I'm happy for you. Well, I appreciate that. Your support and, and kind words have always uh, meant a lot to me, and I've still got a voicemail saved from you from like four years ago. Uh, that's <laughs> always meant a lot to me. So, um, hey, let me start with this. You were head coach at UVM for 20 years, brought the program to new heights. It's continued to ascend. You've been at like every home game forever sitting in the same spot. What is it like for you to not be at these Catamount games? Oh, man. I'm telling you, Brad. You know what it was. It's like, it's like, for the past 15 years, I have hosted 15 galas a year hmm. at Patrickton. Yeah, and I had 3,000 of my old friends and new friends come in, and we'd put on a little show <laughs> for them. And the show was usually pretty good because we usually won. And, and then at halftime, I couldn't even go down and get a drink in the drink room because so many people. Uh, again, old friends would come over to say hello, and and uh, and it was just it was like I was hosting my own party for all that time. And then after the game, we usually win. We go out to dinner, have a couple cocktails, and you know it was just like it was joyous. It was just joyous, and to know that uh, you know you were there in the beginning of it, uh, it, it made it even that much greater. And I, I just was I was like a proud papa, you know. I, I am not. I was. I am, but. Uh, it just it just breaks my heart not to be able to be able to go to these games, man. It's awful. I don't know. Uh, I gotta watch them, you know, and I don't mind watching them on the road, of course, because that's the only choice I got. But, but man, oh man, I, I miss I miss that that those those uh, afternoons and evenings. I really do miss them not being there. Team is five and three, and they certainly miss you too. They're playing better after a weekend <laughs> after a weekend sweep of uh, of Binghamton, you know. I got to imagine as a coach, there's a lot of adversity going into this season with how unique it is. How does Tom Brennan, the coach, handle adversity? What's the message to your team when things are really kind of you're up against it? Well, just to be be thankful for for what we have. You know, there really is, and it is honest to God. It's that simple. It's that simple. These guys are not uh, these guys are not prisoners of war. They are not. Uh, you know, they're, they they got it tough, and and they really got it tough. I'm not saying they don't. Uh, all that quarantining and all that, but you know it's 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 a it's a small price to pay. And and as a coach, I think you it's very very important for you to stay on top of them mentally and emotionally. The the plane is the plane is going to kind of take care of itself because you know the practices you don't get enough practices and you don't have any exhibition games and all those things. Uh, and those things you just got to put in the back. My way of doing it, just put those in the back of your mind. Make sure your kids are upbeat. Make sure they understand how lucky they are still to be playing, uh, how lucky they are to um, uh, have what they have and have so many people care about them, uh, not only in their families but in this community. 
So it's, uh, you know, that's how I would try to do it. But man, oh man, you think about this, Bray, you were a, you were a college athlete. Yeah. Okay. Now you say somebody comes to you. Now you've, you've kicked everybody's butt and you have won all your little playoff games that you need to play. And then you're going to, you're going to have one more at home and then you're going to go to the world series. Yeah. Then you're going to go to the college world series. It's your dream of your whole life was to get to the college world series at some point as a baseball player. And then you're going to get there. And then all of a sudden, they take it away. It's just us. Now, why did they take it away? Because we have a pandemic and a national emergency, of course. But it don't make it any easier. It just, it just makes it, you know, you have to deal with it. And uh, so I think of, well, you know, even Becker, you know, what he's gone through and, and uh, you know, all that. And, and to take a, an NCAA tournament trip away from him, and not just him, you know, it was taken away from everybody. But... But anyway, that I would have. I think he's handled this very, very well. And uh, my my thing, if it was me, would have only been about the emotional and psychological parts of it. The, the rest of it, I think, would have taken care of itself. Tom Brennan, former UVM men's basketball coach, multi-time coach of the year in the conference, multi-time. Uh, wait, let me ask you something. We're partners now, right? You and I are partners. We're partners let right now you. in this. Okay, let me ask you something. What? Tell me. I don't, I don't want to tell you first. Tell me what you thought. I don't, I, I'm really putting you on the spot here. Of, of Lowell and Jersey, and uh, what did you think of them? And Albany. Of, oh, of the well, you know, I think that the league is showing some depth. I do think that UVM is better than those teams still, but I think uh-huh. that without without the the non conference schedule, and I think you know, I, I think team chemistry is the thing that's probably most affected by all of this. UVM has a lot of new players; they can't rely on Anthony Lamb. They bring in transfers. They bring in Missoula from George Washington, and Murphy was hurt, and Ryan Davis was hurt at the very beginning of the year, and, and injuries don't help. And then team chemistry. Just knowing where guys are on the floor. How does this? Where does this guy like to shoot from? Where does this guy like to catch? Does this guy like to, to shoot off the bounce pass or off the off the chest pass? I think those things are lost. So I, you know, I can see why the early part of the season UVM was stubbing their toe. Well, I tell you this, I I saw a 180 degrees from uh, from low to um, to who do we play? NJIT, yeah. yeah. Binghamton, uh, oh, Binghamton, Binghamton. This, uh, yeah. Yeah, even even NJIT. I mean, we lost that one game was a miracle. You know, yeah, it was just a yeah. miracle. But we had five chances to win it, and they had five chances to win it. So those games, they they are what they are. They they you know they, the gods every once in a while decide. You know, and so. Uh, but I think in only three weeks or whatever it was, three or four weeks, I, I'm I'm amazed at how much better our team is. And I think, Brave, they are one of the best. Now again, eight games. They're talking about a six game, whatever the hell it is. They are they are a tremendously gifted passing team, and they all can pass, all of them. And so, and, and by the by, this weekend. Uh, now again, think about this: how hard is it to beat somebody in your league by forty? That's that was, yeah. you got to be playing perfect to do that, you know. And we got so many layups, so many easy shots, and and uh, you know, and we're when we're like that, man. We are. We are tough to beat. We don't have a, a superstar, but we got a lot of guys that can finish and a lot of guys that can pass. And uh, so we really, uh, I think, are. I tell you what, in the first weekend, I thought to myself, "My God, can, can we can we miss Lamb this much? Hmm. No way. No. I mean, what? he's great, but God, we had other good players, you know. And 
But of course, we didn't have Davis or Murphy, which I didn't even think that much about it. As it turns out, Davis is a bear, man. That guy is really good. Yeah, he's up in the top, you know, 35 of national scoring averages, and, and he's been shooting unbelievably as well. Hey, speaking of Anthony Lamb, he gets drafted yesterday in the G League draft, six overall. He's going to be with the uh, Cavaliers affiliate. What do you? I, I feel really bad for him because. As a small school player, he was going to have a hard time anyways making it at the NBA level. But when you lose summer league and you lose the normal draft workouts and NBA combine and all that, I think he really was against the eight ball. Good for him. He got drafted yesterday. We'll see what happens. But I'm just glad he's getting a chance to stay here in America to play pro ball and have a chance someday at the NBA. I'm with you, man. And you know, Canton is like a little Rochester, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) I've been to Canton. I think... uh... And I've been, uh, I always thought that he had a chance, Brady, because uh, of his tremendous ability to defend any, almost any position. I never saw a guy better. I mean, we've had some great shop lockers in our, in our world here. I've never seen anybody better against a driving player just walling up and getting their hands up. I never saw anybody do it better than him. And uh, he kind of reminded me of Draymond, the, the yes. way he played defense. You know what I mean? So I am thrilled as you are. I am just, this is a, a great shot for him. And he's one of those guys that I think the more exposure he gets, you know, the more he's going to impress you or impress someone. And, uh, and, and the Cavaliers, that's a good, you know, that's a good young franchise to be, be hooked up with right now. So I'm, I'm thrilled for him. I really am. And, uh, uh, you know, he'll do the work. There's no question about that. You know, he'll do, you know, he'll go cut ribbons and he'll do whatever, you know, he needs to do for that franchise because uh, that's just the type of kid he is. And uh, so I'm, I'm thrilled for him. I really am. And, and like you, happy that he's able to continue here. Former Catamount Hoops coach Tom Brennan, 20 years on the sideline for the green and gold. You know you're getting that 20-year uh, mark approached, by the way, by your old rival, Will Brown at Albany. What is he on? I think he's on year 18. And Will Brown's my guy. I, I think you and him, I'm told that you and him used to have some professional beef. I hope that's squashed <laughs> now because I like Will. I do, too. I do, too. And and it was, uh, and it's like anything. It's really great. It, it, it was misunderstood it was a misunderstanding that, that's really what it was and it escalated uh you know beyond way beyond that and, well what uh, wait, wait, wait. And, what happened because i just thought it was hey albany was good you guys were good it was a rivalry that no, was getting built what no, happened no no that was no what happened was when he he got the job there was a guy that had the job and they fired him like right in, in mid-year or in christmas and i forget what his name was but uh and so will took over and, uh, you know, you know, Will. And, and so when he came up, when he came, uh, to us, he said something to me to the effect of, and they were, they weren't, they weren't any good. And he said, um, you take it easy on me tonight. Hmm. And I said, let me give you, I said, let me give you some advice. Okay. You're a young kid. All right. You want to show these people that you're the right guy for this job and you need to Behave yourself, and him, which he always did anyway. He was never a crazy guy. I said, you need to show them that you're the right guy. Now, your team's not any good, so it's really important now that you show them you're the right guy because, uh, obviously, it's going to be a rough next 10 weeks for you. And uh, so, you know, just keep your dignity. And, and he just, like, patted me on the head and said, hey, you, you just take it easy on me. I'm thinking, yo, man, I'm, I'm trying to help you here, you know? And uh, so... So anyway, so then it you know then it got a little little you know spitty and uh, and then you know and then then of course they got good 
And then we got good, and so then the games were just really important. But I'm embarrassed to say this. I'm embarrassed to tell you this. I, when I left, it might have been the next year or the year after, um, they beat us at our place. And, I mean, we were down we were down five or six with, like, we couldn't win. You know, we couldn't win. And uh, five seconds, ten seconds, whatever. And I was so distraught. I was so distraught that I just walked out. I walked out of the gym. And, um, and, um, and then uh, the next year or a couple of years later, uh, I finally said, you know what? This guy's been hanging in there a long time. He, and he can coach, man. He can coach. There's no doubt about that. And, um, you know, so he came in. They came in. I was doing a game. Maybe I might have been doing a game on the radio. So I was there real early. And he came in. And I, I said, listen, I, you know, we, I, I'd like to talk to you. You know, I said, we obviously got off on a bad start. And I just repeated everything that I had said to you right then that I'd said to him. And he said, he said, Coach Brennan, I was so intimidated by you and Dennis Wolf that I just felt like I had to, you know, I had to be a tough guy and I had to show that I wasn't going to be stepped on. Or I said, Jesus, I was just trying to help you for God's sake. That's all I care about. Well, <laughs> I'd have taken you to dinner. After so, knowing, so after anyway. We- after knowing Will like I know him now, I promise you he's not. Uh, if somebody, he would act the exact same way if some young guy told him to take it easy. <laughs> yeah. So I think. So anyway, we have we have kind of kissed and made up, and uh, I do have. And and again, when you're in this business, Brad, you cannot help but uh, respect somebody who lasts that long at one place. It's well. so hard to do in this day and time, you know. So. And uh, and they're always good. I mean, not always great, but they're always good, and they they're always a pain in the neck to play against, you know. And uh, and and I'm with you. I I liked what you said about those teams because uh, I think all of those teams that I saw could be standing at the end. It wouldn't wouldn't have absolutely uh, absolutely shocked me. But with him, like I said, he comes here now. People don't even boo him anymore. <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, there's nobody there now. But I mean, even as recently as a couple of years ago, I mean, what he's done. Brady, he's turned that corner of of uh, being uh, um, not he's, liked to all of a sudden being really appreciated for what he's done, and certainly not hated. I mean, he's not. You know, we're not. We're never going to give him an award, but uh, but I mean, I think people in our building have tremendous respect for him and for that program, and and it's kind of neat to have that kind of rivalry, you know, and and so. I uh, so anyway, we're good. We're and me and him are good, and uh, and I'm glad because that's the way I'd really prefer it to be. I think that respect level is is something I'm going to key on on the other side of the top of the hour break here because when I get to my takeaways on this interview, I think I'm going to pick it up there because that is a really good point that you just made about going kind of from the villain to being respected by a fan base, and uh, you know I, I got some thoughts marinating on that already. Tom Brennan, former UVM men's basketball coach, took the team to the tournament multiple times. Coach Coach of the year multiple times, legend forever, and he's going to be with us every single Tuesday at this time. Hey, it's a small town. <laughs> hey, like like you once told, I'll never forget it. Like you once told Doug Gottlieb, brother, there's 50 states and I run one of them. So there you go. That, that, that's one of the best lines I have ever heard in my life. Oh, I should have behaved myself, kid. I'd be governor now. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have a lot. You'd have a lot to deal with if you were governor. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be governed now. You're right. So, hey, TB, we will talk to you again next week. Can't wait to do so. Appreciate that you're going to be part of the show every single week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Always some good laughs, some good stories, and great insight. Look forward to it, my boy, and best of luck to you again.